This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— with new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Chelsea Manning, and I approve this message. We live in trying times. Times of fear. suppression of hate we don't need more or better leaders we need someone willing to fight we need to stop asking them to give us our rights they won't support us they won't compromise we need to stop expecting that our systems will somehow fix themselves we need to actually take the reins of power from them. We need to challenge them at every level. We need to fix this. We don't need them anymore. How long is this at? We Seven more minutes. <laughs> what? You're damn right we got this. Oh, yes. That's Chelsea Manning. Lead us, oh little one. Running for uh, U.S. Senate. In Maryland, and uh, in the ad, she's walking around in a black leather jacket holding a red rose, which I guess is a, a Democratic Socialist thing, gotcha. symbol, I guess. So anyway, good Super. luck to her. Yep, good luck with that. So was that mostly about... There's some really good ominous background, uh, like uh, groaning and humming, though. Well, you got to have that in a political ad. <laughs> Boy, these really are trouble times. Listen to that groaning in the background. <laughs> I'm telling you. So is she mostly about uh, transgender issues then? Is that what the... No, I don't think so. I think uh, uh, seizing the reins of power, democratic socialism, okay. overthrowing the corporatist United States, 
Remember, she uh, famously leaked all those secrets in an effort to something or other because she was a confused young man. Um, what state? Do we know that? Maryland. Maryland. Maryland? Okay. All right. Super. Little Maryland. It's um, about the size of my, my dog's uh, sleeping mat he sleeps on. Tiny little state. Hardly worth mentioning. Alex Stone is covering the horrific story of 13 kids that were found in a house being treated about as awful as it can be treated. And we'll have that story coming up in a little bit. And, and well into adulthood, which is just yeah. bizarre how long it went on. And the reaction of the neighbors, we have some tape. It's just, it's worth hearing. It's just, you know, it's a quick look at, you know, I don't know, the depths of human depravity. I don't even want to get into the details of... um Aziz Ansari's story, his hashtag Me Too story that is out there, is a, is a night that, uh, I don't know, about as typical as, as nights could be in the dating world, really. Um, but I thought the reaction was, it, and I feel like he's been cleared more or less. Wouldn't you say that, taken in through the news, for the most part? I think so. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's handled it kind of head on and just, yeah. yeah. But, but so for 24 hours, he was getting lumped in with, with everybody else out there. And, and from the beginning, we've been saying one of the problems with this whole hashtag Me Too thing is we're... We're lumping rapists in with uh, with you. You tried to steal a kiss, or or gave a back rub, or whatever. Or you were in the midst of one sex act and suggested another one, and she said, "No, I'm not up for that." And all of a sudden, you're a monster for wanting to. It's just a little much. Anyway, on the uh, Aziz and Sorry thing, I just saw a couple of the headlines um, that I really liked. The hashtag Me Too movement has officially jumped the shark. An article written by a woman named Andrea Pizer about how this public character assassination of actor Aziz Ansari has, uh, we've definitely crossed the line and we've got to rethink how we're handling this. And a different article in the New York Times from someone named Barry Weiss How did a movement for women's empowerment become an emblem for female helplessness? Aziz Ansari is guilty of not being a mind reader. Caitlin Flanagan made a similar point in The Atlantic. That we have infantilized women and women and told them you have no role to play in your safety. No decision you make should you be held accountable for. No action of yours is a factor at all in what happens to you, which it, is a terribly dangerous message in reality. Well, and if we're, and if we're not capable of separating forcible rape. From some of these just, like, dating mishaps, it seems to me, just like, right, you know. uncomfortable moments on a date. If we're not capable of separating those, then we're doomed. Then democracy doesn't work. You just can't do it because people aren't smart enough to have any kind of nuanced conversation whatsoever. You know, there are a lot of well-intentioned people who have just gone crazy over this stuff. They've just gotten kind of caught up in their own momentum and lost their sense of proportion. On the other hand, this is also a hell of a lot of virtue signaling. And if your main point, your main purpose is to show how you too are outraged, I'm on the right side of this. Well, the subtleties of the individual cases, they don't matter at all. It's all grist for spouting your, your, your righteousness. So a couple of people get caught up in it, and, you know, they probably didn't have it coming. Eh, it's all right. It proved I'm righteous. The great American pastime of self-aggrandized righteousness. Yeah, this guy, Harold Ford Jr., I don't know if you know his act or not. He was a congressman from Tennessee. He's not that big a deal. But anyway, he was working for Morgan Stanley, big-time money job. Got fired last week within 24 hours of one of these stories coming out about some girl he had dinner with, a woman he had dinner with, and then he asked her up to his room, and she said no, and he said, oh, you sure? You know, and kind of pressed her on it, and she still said no. And that and was, that was it. it. That was it. <laughs> that was the whole thing. That was, Come on, that baby. Is, that is classic, 
just courtship. I mean, that's right. just classic. That's the way it works. Slash it, trying to get laid. Right. right. Um, that That's just, I don't know. That, that happens for practically every man and woman or men and men and women and women. Jeez, it's so difficult in the modern times. Mm-hmm. To try not to offend anybody. But um, it, it's classic courtship, it would seem to me. So the, Morgan Stanley fired him. Then, and actually said, we're not sure anything happened here, but it just doesn't look good for the company to have this out there. And so he's suing them now. Right. And rightfully so, for you're firing me just because it would look bad that I've been accused. Not that I did anything. So just accusing me is enough to get rid of me. Of something vague. Yeah, and he's been... uh, um. Helped out by, she put out an email, or somebody put out an email that she sent right back when she got back to the room. Had a great time tonight. You know, let's get together again soon. Right, right. You know, she just wasn't ready for to take it to that next step. That's pretty clearly what was going on there. Correct me if I'm wrong, Morgan Stanley also made some mention of during these times. Yeah, In in this atmosphere. Yep, in this atmosphere, we cannot have someone accused of this sort of thing. Right, so we're just going to fire anybody who gets accused of anything by anyone, no matter how vague or innocent. So that's our new policy. So he's attempting to sue him, and hopefully this will become some sort of, uh, I don't know, benchmark for companies that that they'd realize, I I just can't fire anybody. Or it'll come back on me. But you realize how doomed we are, all are, if this catches on. Sure. Anybody you don't like in the workplace, you could get rid of just by accusing them of something. Mm-hmm. It's very Soviet Union-y. But all you got to do is accuse them, and they're gone. Now you're in line for, you know, regional manager, because you got rid of the old regional manager you didn't like. Right. Exactly. But Just by accusing them. Doesn't matter if it's true or not, they got rid of you, because in these times, we can't have anybody who's been accused of this stuff. Really quite a story. I expect that sort of thing to burble to the surface pretty soon. False accusations as a weapon. Yeah, I don't know if somebody was out to get Harold Ford or what, or if this gal just felt aggrieved. The uh, Aziz Ansari story is just odd. It's really, really hard. It's hard to see who's motivated by what, other than this gal takes absolutely no response for or responsibility for her sexual activity, and is is crying out victimhood, and and Ansari is completely flabbergasted. As he thought everything that happened or doesn't happen, didn't happen, was agreed upon. Yes to that, no to that. Okay, we're cool. Let's go out again sometime. And now all of a sudden he's a monster and, and he is predictably fighting back and saying, this is not right. Yeah, and he's got a lot of heavyweights in the media that are, have jumped on his side, thank goodness. But it is, it's, it's weird. Well, this is what happens with witch hunts. Although in this case, there are obviously there are some witches. Right. There are plenty of witches. Right. But not everybody's a witch. Nope. Um, I'm not looking forward to doing this story. I think there is a, a value in doing it, though. You know, we need to be on the lookout for, for kids who are being abused, neglected, etc. It's worth, worth knowing, and it's just such an amazing story. I don't like when the media rolls around in horror porn. That's what right. I want to stay away from. No, we won't. Uh, if you haven't heard it, it's getting worldwide attention. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. This is Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West. The Armstrong and Getty Show. They were very, very pale skinned, like almost like they've never seen the sun. But I've seen a couple of the older ones, so they all, um, and it was mostly girls. Everybody was super skinny and not athletic skinny, like yeah. malnourished yeah. skinny. 
Wow, some of the neighbors involved in this uh, horrifying story you're about to hear. Uh, yeah, Alex Stone joins us from uh, Los Angeles. He's reporting on uh, this story, which is a grim one indeed. Alex, this is tough stuff to take in, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, a horrible story. And the way this whole thing unfolded is the Riverside County Sheriff's Department got a 911 call from who they thought was a young girl asking for help, saying her 12 siblings were being held captive by their parents. Police responded. They went in. They found 13 in total of the couple's kids. Uh, some tied up with chains and padlocks, keeping them in bed. They could not escape. The girl who called when they found her, they thought she was 10 years old, based on the, her looks. Uh, turns out she's 17. Uh, some of the, the young girls, who they thought were young girls, they thought maybe 12, 13 years old, actually adults, up to 29 years old. Seven of the, the children who are being held captive are adults. Uh, the, the rest are minors, all the way down to two years old. So the age range is two to 29 years old. They're malnourished. Uh, they appeared uh, abused. Uh, the parents, David and Louise Turpin, they're being held now on $8 million bail. Uh, they'll be in uh, court not before long. But uh, how long this had been going on, uh, police say they just don't know. They're trying to figure out how long they had been chained up, how long they had not been fed appropriately, and they don't know. Had any of these kids ever gone to school? Doesn't look like it. Uh, the location where they lived, a middle-class home, it is a registered school. Uh, to be homeschooled, the principal's mm. name is David Turpin, their father, uh, that, that he's uh, registered a, as the principal. Their grandparents, the kids' grandparents, uh, David Turpin's uh, mom and dad, uh, they live on the East Coast, and they say that they would call about once a month and talk to the family, but that the kids never got on the phone. The parents would always get on and say, yep, everything's great, we're all good, the kids are doing well, uh, and that they thought everything was fine. They say that the kids had to memorize long passages of the Bible, that they were very strong in their Christian family, uh, but that they had no idea that anything like this was allegedly going on uh, inside the home. But it really came down to that 17-year-old escaping, finding a cell phone in the house, escaping, and then calling 911. Do we have any any information about the parents whatsoever, whatsoever other than the fact that they're obviously monsters? Did they work uh, involved in the community in any way? Uh, it doesn't look like they did. We don't know how they made money. Now, he is a computer engineer, trained computer engineer. He graduated from Virginia Tech. He has uh, quite a background. It looks like that she may have had some college as well, if not graduated. Uh, but how they were making money, uh, we don't know. If he was actively working as a, a computer engineer, uh, isn't clear. Neighbors say that they never knew that there were 13 kids inside the house. They didn't even know there were kids inside there. And that the mom and dad would come and go, but always kept to themselves. So they would get in their car and drive off, and then come home at night, get out of their car, walk right into their home, and, and never really talk. One neighbor is saying the only time they saw the kids was in the middle of the night a couple of times. They were rolling out sod in the backyard, and part of that may have been uh, the, the, the family trying to avoid the HOA that uh, was on people about uh, dead grass. So they, they put out some green grass, but the neighbors said that they didn't know there were kids, and they look over there, and it's you know the middle of the night for whatever reason, that these young boys are rolling out sod in the backyard, which they thought was weird at the time, but they had no clue what was going on inside. What, what kind of neighborhood is this? What kind of houses are we talking about? Is this a rundown neighborhood, dilapidated houses, or or not? No, uh, not at all. It's uh, very nice. It's a middle class neighborhood. It looks like uh, you know really any uh, newer California neighborhood that could be in suburban L.A. It could be in Sacramento. It's all stucco homes. Uh, Wow. Uh, a, a two or three car garage outside, uh, very nice homes. A, in, in you know a middle class home that 
would look like anywhere that you would drive down the street, and uh, and working class uh, folks would be living inside these homes. No, it uh, very much was was kept up. They have cars in the driveway outside. All of the the lights work outside. Everything is uh, lit up at nighttime. Otherwise, it just looks like any home that you would drive past. Alex Stone of ABC News is reporting on the bizarre and troubling story of the 12 malnourished children and adults. Um, I, I assume that they, the victims are now under the care, mental, psychological, physical, etc., of, of some agency, huh? Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, the children are with uh, protective services, at least under the, the care of them, but they are hospitalized right now. Everybody is hospitalized, all of the, the children. The adults will go through some system. We don't know which direction they're going to go. No doubt they're going to need a lot of physical and, and mental health help. But right now they're getting the, the physical help that they need. They are getting the, the nourishment that they need. They're getting any wounds that they have treated, uh, that they were immediately hospitalized. And because they were so thin, the neighbors say that they were just as frail as could be. They looked very, very pale. They were all wearing their pajamas when they came out of the home when, when police moved in. That And we know from photos uh, that were taken in eh, somewhat recent years, that in all of the photos, all of the girls wore the exact same haircut, they had the exact same clothing on, everybody was identical in the family uh, as they would uh, when they were going out. We don't know how long they had been chained up. Was it weeks? Was it months? Was it years? I mean, it could be, you know, a few weeks, and if you don't feed these children, they're going to get very, very uh, frail, thin. And, and, you know, so police just don't know, and they're trying to figure that out. Alex Stone of ABC News. Alex, thanks a bunch. Appreciate it. You got it. Thanks, guys. All right, thanks. So, a couple of things on this that I'm thinking of. One, the parents, if you beat them to death with a claw hammer in their cells today, I'd be perfectly okay with that. I don't see any reason to uh, even look into how that happened if they're just found dead in their cells. I'm perfectly okay with that. I, I in fact, I'd do it myself. Yeah. I'd do it myself if you'd like. I'd like to see them studied for a year or two and put them in a room, fill it with inert gas. They'll go to sleep. They'll be dead. And no, they will not be mourned or missed. They're obviously so crazy. There's just yeah, they're monsters. They're not human in their souls. But <sighs> so the reason my wife said she's she you know she's glad when these stories get publicity is she used to work at a home for abused uh, emotionally abused kids, and she worked with all kinds of tiny kids and great big kids. Almost none of them were regular size. It's you're either and the, the reaction. Some of it is to the the feeding. But also, just horrific mental abuse causes you to not grow or to grow extra large. Hmm. And I and I and I went to the school, and they'd have graduations when some of these kids would be well enough to like leave the home or whatever. Um, and, and they were all either tiny or giant. Wow, that's which interesting. Is interesting. Yeah, just yeah. the mental strain pressure of torture causes you to react in different ways. Oh. But anyway, she said this happens so much more often than you would think. That she wants these stories out there so that if you see something, hear something, you you think that you you don't have the thought, well, that can't happen in my neighborhood because right. it can. She's 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 seen these kids come from all over the place, and this happened regularly. There there are enough crazy freaking f jobs they should be killed today. People out right. there who have kids. Well, and this is such a big story because of the number of of humans involved. And you can't even say kids because some of them were nearing thirty, which twenty nine suggests. Incredibly long-term abuse and neglect, et cetera, and imprisonment and just beyond imagination. But, yeah, if it's two, three kids, it doesn't get nearly the same amount of attention 
And so, yeah, it'd probably be useful. Not probably. It'd be useful to be able to recognize the signs of neglect and abuse. Yeah. It's a tough one because you don't want to be calling your neighbors, you know, uh, or calling the cops on your neighbors because you think their daughter looks too skinny or something. Right. Sure. Um, but, you know, this 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 is more common than we'd like to think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what do you, what do you, what do you do with a story like that? The the capacity for human beings to do evil is uh, there. There's no limit, right? These people are so crazy. There's no coming up with a why. Yeah, what are you going to do? Fix them? You know, convince them they're wrong or something like that? Put them away. Just put them away. If they were doing it for damn near thirty years and kept having kids, it's it's pretty interesting. I mean, obviously, keeping their act together enough to make enough money to have the house and the cars and everything. Yeah, dude was, uh, like uh, Alex was saying, computer engineer, he made something like 140 k a few years back. But their expenses were very high because they had a hell of a lot of children. Oh, that not that high and neglected. they weren't feeding them. Yeah. Uh, we got somebody texted said, did the police find the books IBLP or No Greater Joy? I'll bet they will. I don't know what that is. Can anybody enlighten me to that? Mm. Look Our text line, 415-295-KFTC. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, shifting gears, break out the champagne. The Dow hits a new record. You got Steve Bannon testifying on Capitol Hill behind closed doors. And a new app in the works called Legal Fling. Contract for one-night stands. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Steve Bannon's going to testify, huh? Behind closed doors. And then it'll leak out because the stuff always oh, leaks. Yeah. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. up on the Armstrong and Getty Show, the secret to a happy marriage is knowing how to fight. Why you should never try to hold in a sneeze, new data that is frightening. Great. <laughs> and your car knows more about you than your spouse, quite possibly, in this modern world. Mm. All on the way. Plus, the struggle is real, man, said a gentleman wearing a full fox costume in San Jose for the Furicon. The furry convention has been taking place uh, recently and. Somebody projected spithole, except the actual word, onto Trump's hotel in D.C. So stay tuned, won't you? So we also have a follow-up coming up on the horrifying kids held captive story? Yeah, an idea of what was going on and uh, kind of a common thread with these stories when you hear them. Okay. Because um, there are a number of them. They fade from your memory because I think you try to push them out. Right. But yeah, we do get these now and again. All right. Uh, news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, the economy is roaring along. The Dow opening above 26,000 today, hitting the mark for the first time ever as stocks begin the trading week sharply higher. So, day after the markets closed for MLK Day, Dow futures surged more than 200 points ahead of today's opening bell. Markets are rallying on a stronger U.S. economy, recently passed tax reform, and a strong start to the earnings season that's all spawning new optimism. You can expect that Except Donald- for in the media, where the, the times have never been this bad. Right. Well, you can expect Donald Trump will be pointing this out throughout the day in his well, tweets. Well, he should, because the media won't. Steve Bannon, one-time confidant to President Trump, arrived early today for his closed-door interview before the House Intelligence Committee. His interview follows his spectacular fall from power after being quoted in the book where he sees the president's son and others engaging in treasonous behavior for taking a meeting with Russians during the 2016 campaign. So Bannon... He also said there's... He said there's zero chance that they didn't walk those Russians upstairs to see Trump. He's going to be asked about that. Mm. Don't you think? 
Yeah, on the other hand, he got kicked out of the White House, then kicked out of Breitbart, and now he's just, I don't know what he's doing. He's lost his base. He's lost more or less all of his mojo. So what he said in his book, I don't, I don't know. Is it real? Is it not? Is he just grabbing publicity? Getting a fuller readout of President Trump's health following his first medical checkup. That's expected later today. His White House physician, Navy doctor Ronnie Jackson, declared Trump to be in excellent health following last Friday's exam. Now he is expected to lay out more details about the president's health and answer questions. Now, this is a different doctor from when he had his his pre-election physical results? Yes, this okay. is this is a different doctor than it's Dr. Not Dr. Oz. Cuckoo Bird? <laughs> <laughs> that crazy-looking guy that's his doctor? Who said Trump is in the best health of any president ever? Now, Trump might yeah. be okay, but there's no way he's in excellent health, is it? Sure, of course. Yeah, he's just lucky genetically. Sedentary fast food fat guy? Yeah. Is in excellent health. Sure, happens. Hmm. Controversial app creates legally binding contracts for consensual sex before one night stand. This is the future we all wanted, right? Oh, great. Let's get lawyers involved. It's called Legal Fling, and it's now under development. <laughs> It would create legally binding contracts pertaining to sexual consent. The contracts would include options like having a list of sexual do's and don'ts, photo and video approval, whether a condom should be used, whether explicit language can be used, and a guarantee that prospective partners are STD-free. Whether or not explicit language can be used. (laughs) Do's. Sex. (laughs) Some legal activists are already saying the concept's going to be a bad one, citing the fact that consent for sexual activity can be withdrawn at any time, including after sex has started. So anyway, we now have Legal Fling, the app you need before you date. Well, so, some people actually think, would think that that makes yeah. sense, you know, for college students or whatnot. Right. Right. Ignoring all of human history and all of reality, or all of your own personal experiences. And lastly, Olympic gymnasts... And I'm sorry, let me let me point this out, yeah. that if you, you're lulled into a sense of security because, well, we signed a contract as a woman or a man or whatever, you're an idiot. God, you just... I'd say you get involved with somebody who wants to do one of these contracts, and then that's your own problem. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. And lastly, on a more serious note, Olympic gymnast Simone Biles says she was also a victim of sexual abuse by former Team USA gymnastics doctor Larry Nassar. Yeah, she had kept her mouth shut, the most decorated gymnast in U.S. history. And she had the same experience these other girls did, and she didn't want to say anything. And all this time she's been thinking, was I naive? Was it my fault? Right. She finally came forward yesterday. Yep, it says she realizes it was not her fault at and all. Another guy you could beat to death with a claw hammer in his cell, and I'd be perfectly okay with it. That's three today. Yeah, he's, he's a monster. He's going up for sentencing today. He could get life in prison. Oh, I'm sure he will. And that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting Getty Show, the voice of the West. Somebody come up with one good reason he should ever walk the streets a free man again. No, he's, he's, he's a won't. monster. Well, this is a cheery little Yeah, line. it's not not a good day when you got three people that, in my mind, deserve extrajudicial uh, death penalties. Yeah. We could bring you the San Jose Furcon story. It's always enjoyable. Any discussion of which has to include our favorite uh, quote about furries. By and large, furries are by and large. Oh, really? <laughs> I'd forgotten that. How could you forget that? <laughs> it's the best thing ever. <laughs> I don't get the furry thing. I don't have to. <laughs> no. Have you ever donned? I don't know. I think you'd look pretty good in like a dog costume. 
Well, for where to pause the tail, the head for no. whimsical reasons, yes. For sexy reasons, no, not so much. It's not necessarily sex. It's not. Okay. No. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West. The Armstrong and Getty Show. There's apparently a pointless debate happening over the exact word Trump used. He used a different, my understanding from the meeting, he used a different but very closely related vulgarity. He said S house and not S hole. Oh, so Trump didn't say hole, he said house. And that's way better after all. It only takes a little love to make a house a home. That joke's probably pretty funny if you could hear yeah, the S-bomb. If it's not bleeped. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you've really made our S-house into an S-home, honey. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. So, uh, listen, just a quick note. We mentioned this uh, going into the break, uh, talking about the, the nightmare story out of uh, Riverside County about the parents abusing, neglecting, imprisoning their children, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Looking the, at this picture up at the TV, so I hadn't seen this picture. It's the parents with all the kids dressed in Dr. Seuss shirts, and they all have their own shirt. Thing three, thing four, thing five, thing six, if you're familiar with thing one and thing two. Right. I mean, it's like a cute sort of thing you would do if you were good parents. And, and dad like smiling and everything there in the picture. While in meantime being the sort of monster who should be killed today. it's it, The human mind is amazing. Well, so there's this uh, No Greater Joy Ministries and a fairly similar uh, ATI, Advanced Training Institute, run by some geek by the name of Bill Gothard. The long and short of these things is that they are fundamentalist, religious, like uh, Christian um, programs for raising your child in the biblical way. And they all lean heavily on protecting your child from any outside influences, corporal punishment, physical punishment, actually whacking them with a rod or a stick or whatever is mentioned by the Bible. Um and uh, and 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 this reminds me somewhat of the Taliban. Uh, you know, you can teach them a little about you know your your academic stuff, but mostly just teach them religious stuff. And it's fundamentalist. It's it's stuff that I don't think is good parenting. But you know, you can run your your family and and look at God and religion the way you want to. Who am I to judge? But it is very very easy to see when you read the tenets of these. Uh, these books, these programs, these ministries, easy to see how somebody who is unbalanced could take it way, way too far. And uh, reading a bunch of histories, and it was troubling and sickening stuff, and I'm not going to hit you with the details because that's not what we do around here, but many of the bizarre, horrifying cases of systematic child abuse and neglect, multiple children, et cetera, et cetera, sometimes the child is killed. A lot of these are these unbalanced devotees of these hyper-fundamentalist ways to raise a child. Here's a book, Train Up a Child, How to Train Up a Child. And it, it has to do with fundamentalist, super closed-off, restricted, physical punishment, religious upbringing. How many of these younger kids uh, is the mom their older sister? I wonder. 
Oh, in this family? Yeah. I Who knows? I put money on it. Who knows? Yeah. Freaking scumbags. Yeah, yeah. Really, uh, really controversial stuff, and and for good reason. Here's why you shouldn't hold your sneeze in. Mm. A recently released case report reaffirms one of life's important lessons. Don't try to hold back a sneeze, especially don't do it by plugging up your nose and your mouth. I never did that. (laughs) I never did. I just intuitively thought that was a terrible idea as a kid. I think that would blow my eardrums out. They'd go flying in opposite directions. It just seemed like a bad idea to me. But I remember kids in school who would do that, who didn't want to sneeze out loud, so they would plug their their nose in their mouth and like hold it in. Yeah, because they were embarrassed by it or whatever. Wow. Uh, But you could end up in the emergency room with a gaping hole in your throat if you do that. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. People just drove off the road. You got to issue a warning like Hawaii. Gotta let people know there's something crazy company coming. Um, yeah, they actually got a guy, guy here who did, who did this. A crackling, popping sensation, a condition <laughs> known as crepitis, caused by air bubbles that seep to blah 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 from holding your nose. Uh, the man did recover. Thank you. By day seven, his throat had healed enough that he was taken off the feeding tube and discharged from the hospital. Yeah, by the time from the point where he sneezed, held it in, ruptured the throat, he could tell something was wrong. By the time oh. he got to the hospital, he had already lost the ability to talk and swallow. Although, wow. don't hold your nose in your mouth when you're going to sneeze, you idiot. Is it Darwin at work? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got a couple of texts I want to hit you with. Hey, hang on before you do that. Hey, Hawaii. Look out! Got him again. <laughs> They're flinch. That is not funny. If we were still on in Hawaii, you wouldn't have made that joke, correct? We have quite a number of listeners in Hawaii who listen online and, and stuff like that. You're no, person. probably not. I probably wouldn't have. <laughs> but no, come on. They've got a sense of humor about it now. They're over the shock, the horror. I wonder, you know, we got this email. It was really, I should have read it. Um, guy said, uh, how many people, like said, F it, went off the wagon? Or... uh you know, had an unfortunate affair or something like that. In 38 During minutes? During that 38 minutes. Your ability to get laid must be a lot better than mine. I don't know. 38 minutes. I find got the somebody... horny neighbor. She's looking at me. I'm looking at her. <laughs> we both know what's going on. I got a two-minute drill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got these texts. The Dow, I, I say this all the time, but we got this. The Dow is a terribly flawed indicator of the market. All right. Yeah, it's just, it's stupid. Of the economy. Of the economy, Well, even yeah. of, honestly, of stock markets as yeah, well. It's, but it's certainly, it's narrow it's, view. It's, it, to, to use it as the indication of whether the economy is doing good is moronic. Mm-hmm. Even according to Wall Street Journal articles. Right. The fact that we updated on like a 15-minute a basis in a lot of news stations is just for the stupidest among us. Mm-hmm. It's like listing your baseball standings by on-base percentage and not wins. It's incredibly misleading. <laughs> if you're going to do anything, use the standard and poor 500, the S&P. The Dow's dumb. We also got this um, FurCon. That's what it's called, the furry convention yeah. in yeah, San that's Jose. Correct, Jack. The Fur- struggle is real, man, oh said God, Jordan Leach, age 24. Uh, this is a good one. I was at the San Jose Convention Center this weekend with my daughter's volleyball tournament. Shout out to the genius who decided that running half the convention center to adults who like to dress up in full animal costumes, like they work at a theme park because it arouses them, and the other half of the convention center to teenage girls in tight spandex shorts. (laughs) That is quite the combination for the weekend. I come from a conservative family. I've struggled with my sexuality. This has helped me come to terms, said a 30-year-old East Bay man who only felt comfortable giving his furry name Ozzy Koala. 
Radical self-expression is a big part of it. Once people are putting on animal suits, everything else is out the window. I'd say so, including your dignity, sir. Including your dignity. It's got to smell horrible. When I was a kid, I was like, I wish I was an animal, damn it, said uh, a fellow who goes by the name of Fiote. Uh, Just think how it would be to be an animal and be able to talk. Well, most of us turn six and stop thinking that. But, you know, who am I to judge? Well, that's right, a judgmental person. <laughs> the struggle is real, said 24-year-old Jordan Leach, who swung around his thick blue, black, and white tail as he slid into a booth at a restaurant Sunday morning for bottomless mimosas. If he were wearing his outsized fox-coyote hybrid head, he wouldn't be able to eat anything bigger than a cracker and he'd need an extra long straw for a drink, so he had his head off. Still, he said, even when I'm not in a full fursuit, I'll always have my tail on. It's good. It's good to have principles. Let's see. After a weekend of parades, poker, and dodgeball tournaments, the 20th annual FurCon in San Jose attracted some 3,500 furries. It's wrapping up after its dead dog dance Monday night. 3,500 people. Uh, Furry creatures took part in a dog sled race during festivities at the 12th annual Further Confusion Convention at the uh, FurCon, they call it. A dog sled race. While outsiders... That's right, Hillary was in attendance as the uh, Grand Marshal. <laughs> While outsiders might still find the idea of adults assuming an animal persona a bit bewildering, the yes. furries say they're not that much different than other costume subcultures, like Trekkies dressing up like Klingons and cosplay fans dressing up like Game of Thrones characters. Yeah, I suppose you got some point there. It's a little different. Some are <laughs> Those even... are still people. <laughs> some, are even, some are even cross-promoting, like a group of Klingons did at the Marriott Hotel Saturday night. So, evidently, the Klingons were uh, mixing with the furries and or swapping back. I don't even know. I don't know what they were doing. I don't want to know. Mm. I have a feeling it would be burned into my memory and haunt my dreams. Mm. Didn't we talk to somebody once who was at the convention or something one year? Seems like we did. I have a memory of that. So, it's not all about sex, though, right? Some of it is just... Not everyone at the convention wears an animal costume, even, Jack. It can be overwhelmingly hot. The custom plush costumes can be expensive, between two and ten grand. Some wow. are equipped with flashing LEDs that light up tails and make eyes glow and liquid cooling systems inside. But if that gets damaged, you're leaking everywhere, said Russell Bumala, 30, of La Honda. Back to the gent who uh, expresses himself through his costume. It's been such an extreme positive life change. It's opened me up socially. I was living a boring life before I got into fandom. Now I'm having a great time. Okay. You know what? I was counseling one of my children who's very shy and socially awkward about that. Find common interests with people and hang out with those people. You like to dress up like animals? I like to dress up like animals. Or whatever. Ah, lift up your tail, baby. Mm-hmm. It can get randy, as I understand. Lift up your tail. Wow. I don't know. I'm just thinking what would be a come on. Can you get a baboon costume where you can light up the uh, behind end if you want to? <laughs> With an LED backside. Glowing <laughs> <Exactly>. red hiney. <laughs> if you don't, you're a fool. Make your intentions clear. Spend the extra money. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. 
Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.